1: com
0: hello and welcome to the show i'm nikki eisenhower your host life coach and psychotherapist and this is emotional badass where moxie meets mindful on today's episode we are confronting why i can't is the poison that perpetuates toxic victim mentality It's really important when I talk to you about victim mentality that we understand that when we've been victimized and when I've been victimized in my life, part of what has helped heal me is being able to really just sit with that for a bit because we do get victimized at times over the course of a lifetime and speaking out against victim mentality, victim identity, is not about erasing those moments where we genuinely, healthily, authentically need to move through the feelings of having been victimized. Every human being is going to go through that. But as emotional badasses, we never, ever, ever, ever want to stick a flag in victimhood. Our victim-y feelings must be something that we move through and swiftly and passed. In a lot of ways, I can argue that having a victim mentality is the most toxic thing that can develop for a highly sensitive person or an empath. And we, I have a lot of empathy. We can all empathize with how a victim mentality develops. It doesn't develop because easy things happened in your life. It develops often because there has been so much compounded or complex trauma, but victim mentality is a catch-22. It's finding yourself in a hole and then standing there and digging more deeply without realizing it. So I want to address this today because many of you may be feeling a victim mentality within yourself that on some level you know is not okay. You know it's toxic. It also sounds very justified inside of us from our egos. That's why so much of our psychology is paradoxical. It doesn't make simple sense the way that it makes sense that if I've been hurt a lot, I'm going to identify in a victim-y way. That makes a certain amount of sense, doesn't it? So let's figure out how to not dig these holes. So some of you are experiencing this yourselves. Some of you have people who sit in victim mentality that are big emotional vampires for your life. So some of you are learning how to not be enablers of someone else's victim mentality. And here's where it gets really tricky and why it often takes some help from a professional to get our heads and our psyches and our souls around some of these dynamics. Because self-development, psychology, motivation, mindset, because a lot of this healthiness is in our common vernacular, it's in our common language, a lot of people who suffer from victim mentality and perpetuate it, they often have all the therapeutic buzzwords nailed down. So they're really good at sometimes talking the talk, but their actions don't follow that talk. And as HSPs with ourselves, we feel the ickiness of that incongruence and we feel the ickiness of that incongruence in people that we love and people that we work for in people that are in our families, and that incongruence is right where the sickness sits. Often someone with a victim mentality will complain, 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 and when there are solutions solutions offered, they just don't ever pick up a solution. They're more vested in giving energy into digging their heels in right where they are just to get a sense of control than to open up to the possibility and to the hopefulness That things could feel better if they do things a little differently within themselves And if they do things a little differently with how they relate to the world So these are some signs of victim mentality Saying I can't I can't I can't there's so much more that we can do And when we're saying I can't what we're doing in that moment is making a choice that many of us don't realize it In that moment, you just gave your energy to being stuck That's the space where we dig the shovel in and dig it a little deeper. Put your energy into what you can do. All of us only have 24 hours in the day. Each time you say, I can't, you are robbing yourself of an I can minute. Of a climbing out of the hole minute. There tends to be a nebulous they. Some sort of force. They. They're bigger. They're stronger. They're more powerful. The nebulous, they, things come easily to them and hard for me is often the story that a victim is spinning. They feel picked on, not just by life, even by the weather. Their parades get rained on quite a bit and they use that as proof of justifying standing in that victim hole. Another belief that develops in this victim identity scheme is I can't trust anyone. And every time I hear that one, the I can't trust anyone, all I see is a little bitty kid whose best defense from being hurt has been to cross their arms over their chest and go, aha, I have the solution. I just won't trust anyone ever again. Does that resonate with you the way that it does with me? That that is evidence and proof of the wounded inner child. That's just doing its best to try to not get hurt anymore. It makes sense, but it doesn't serve us. We have to learn how to shift that and let that go and grow that little kid part up to let go of that belief. There seems to be a sense of everyone's out to get me. Something bad is is about to happen. The other shoe is about to drop. And of course, if we've had complex trauma, if we're suffering from PTSD, that's one of the symptoms So if you think you have post-traumatic stress, and many of you, I don't want to overgeneralize, but many of you who have a list of disorders that you've been given by various different specialists that struggle to see you as a whole person, many of you just have post-traumatic stress. It's really important that you learn how to not dig this kind of hole.
1: Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about pivotal moments in history If so, then try my new podcast, Calm History. It's a time machine of tranquility filled with immersive and fascinating stories from history. Prior episodes include The Pilgrims, Marco Polo, Henry Ford, Joan of Arc, Jackie Robinson, Klondike Gold Rush, Ancient Greek Olympics. Easter Island, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com.
0: Another idea that seems to take hold for victim mentality is why should I even try again? why get up again? I'm just going to get knocked down. And because life is always going to offer a challenge, and I don't have to get all coachy about it. Often life is going to smack us down. That's not a reason to not stand up. It just isn't. Again, it's that little kid. Can you see it? Can you sense it? Can you feel that? It's that little kid that's like, "Uh uh-uh. I'm just not going to try. We need our wise woman self. We need our wise man self to not allow that inner regressed part to drive our wellness just because that part's hurt. And that's the best wisdom that that part can come up with. So we have to be able to empathize with that without letting that part dig the hole. They tend to stop short at the belief of life is really, really hard. Because it's true. Lots of us are having hard things. If you've been listening to my story, you know I have not had the easiest life. But if we stop there, we're so short-sighted. We're so one-sided. There's so much beauty. There's so much good. There's so much positive that is happening. In victim mentality, we restrict ourselves from allowing ourselves to see something other than the story we've learned and then participated in creating. And my favorite, this is sarcasm, <laughs> my favorite victim mentality belief to have to confront is you just don't understand how hard it is. Life's harder for me. I have so much proof that life is harder for me than everyone else. No one really understands. In AA, and by no means do I think AA is perfect or ideal, but it's got some good stuff. One of AA's sayings that resonates with me is that they will often say people die of terminal uniqueness all the time. I'm going to say it again. People die of terminal uniqueness all the time. What they're talking about in AA is someone sitting down with an addiction and sitting in a room full of addicts. And instead of connecting with, wow, how am I similar? What can I learn from these stories? That person sits in their victim mentality that person sits there going yeah, uh-huh. I'm listening to all these stories. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh And they sit there dying of terminal uniqueness. Nope, not me doesn't apply to me Mm-mm, I'm different And they leave that meeting saying that wasn't helpful at all I'm not like any of those people another sign of victim mentality Blaming others or situations for feeling miserable We can all play this game There are always things to make us miserable From taxes to the high cost of good organic foods and how unfair that is, to the pace of life, to the cost of cell phones, to the amount of homework children have. We must learn, we benefit from learning, how to own where we are and how to shift. Acceptance is a powerful Powerful balm. But in victim mentality without help, often what someone tries to accept is very dysfunctional. They accept, I'm just in a hole. This is where I live. And that's what I mean by using some healthiness jargon to actually justify the victim mentality. So we do really need help with this. That's part of why trusting your healer is so, so important and powerful to be able to connect with that healer. And none of us who have broken trust, none of us who have deep trust wounds is going to trust easily. So this idea of I'll do the work after I fully trust someone, doesn't it sound good, but it doesn't work. We have to be able to find not that black and white, I either don't trust you or I trust you 100%, but in the gray, in the gray of this person feels reasonably trustworthy I cannot let myself shut down. I have to try again and stand up. I deserve and am worthy of help. And I have survived everything I've survived. Therefore, I must be powerful enough to get out of this victim hole. I want to end in summarizing in a little saucy kind of way, because I don't think you'll forget it. Letting go of victim mentality, how does it feel? It feels like pulling our own head out of our own ass. And when we do, we realize it's not so dark and gross. Your pain is not your life. My pain is not my life. I would never, ever allow it to be. This is where I want that inner fighter to come out. I don't want your inner fighter to come out to fight that it's right to dig the hole. I want your inner fighter to come out for the light, To come out for lifting you up, for climbing up and out, for knowing and believing and practicing and getting strong muscles that keep your head in the light of day, that allow you the possibility to see what's beautiful in others, to see what's beautiful in yourself, to see what's worth growing. You are not going to find your purpose up your own ass, I promise. You are not going to find the soul care you need that way. If this show resonated with you because it resonates with you personally or it resonates with someone that you love very much, stay tuned to future episodes. If you'd like a session with me, you are welcome to check my website. I sometimes take new clients. Sometimes I don't. I keep the website updated so you can trust what that says. And you can book anytime I'm accepting new clients. My services are for those ready to live more fully, not just in thought, but in action. Soul care, self-love, it's not just thoughts. A big part of it is getting your thinking straight, no lie. But an even bigger part of soul care is becoming actionable for yourself. And it's scary. That's why we reach out to guides. You can do it. You have made it all the way here. All the way. And you have beautiful life ahead of you. You just have to let yourself see it. I hope today's episode helped shine light in some dark corners. And I hope you take a deep breath and you step out of whatever hole you find yourself in. I am an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets mindful. Bye-bye.
1: dot com.